Hello, and welcome to My Best Friend's Game, episode 11. Uh, I'm Max Sims, your host for this evening. We also are joined by... Tim Zamanigan, also a host. And Evan Ledesma, sometimes a host. Sometimes a host. About a third One of the One third time. of the time's a host. <laughs> uh, and today we'll be talking about Attack of the Friday Monsters, as well as The Ooh. Path of Modus. Uh, two hard-hitting games. So uh, first, mm-hmm. we like to just kind of talk about, you know, what we've been playing in the past month since our last recording. It's actually been a little bit less than a month. We're trying to kind of catch up here. But uh, uh, who would like to start? Tim, Evan? Uh, I will start. All right. Um, aside from the podcast games, I started playing Destiny 2. Oh, this month. I have also been playing that with somebody on this podcast. Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> because Evan got a hot tip from the internet that it was being sold for $6 on Amazon, which I'm $6. convinced was an error. Like, that, that <laughs> like it must cannot have been, be right? right. I feel yeah, like an hour um, or two later, it went back up to 20 I think. It's yeah, or closer to that, at least, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, we all, me and Evan and um, Max's fiance Sarah, all jumped on that um, because we liked playing Destiny. Destiny 1 together until it was it got boring and then Destiny 2 came around and we're like all right well maybe someday anyway um Destiny 2 is we were talking about this when we were playing it um Destiny 2 I think is a very like solid game fundamentally in that it feels good to play like the shooting feels good the weaponry feels good um the actual gameplay itself I think is really tight um the abilities and stuff are cool but when it comes around to like you know the the replayability and like the post game stuff it's always like feels very like kind of superficial very like kind of grindy mm-hmm. uh bullet spongy mm-hmm. bosses mm-hmm. is a common complaint like it's just like oh this guy is the same enemy he just has 10 times as much health yeah. or something like that yeah. you know he has so two health know. bars instead of one yeah yeah <laughs> and i think they i think they've tried to address some of that with destiny destiny 2 so as we continue playing that mm-hmm. maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised but uh so far i'm having fun with it. i mean I like know. yes max that said like how do you make an like it's basically an you know mmo rpg it's just also a first person shooter like how sure. do you make something like that like actually satisfying to play mechanically and it's like i you know i think what you said is is nice and like actually kind of interests me in that they have made the like the basic shooting and the guns feel really good but it's like mm-hmm. it's i think it's just like an inherent problem with mmos how do you scale that up to make like you know these super high level enemies actually mm-hmm. feel challenging and like i don't mm-hmm. know if we as a you know gaming in general <laughs> have figured that out kind of I mean, it's kind of interesting because, like, I mean, whereas I recognize those as issues and I don't really, like, care for it that much, um, Destiny 1 and I think Destiny 2 still has a large audience. Like, people really oh, yeah. enjoy those, like, raids and stuff yeah. like that. And then most, and I mean, look at Doing World, them over and over again. Any World yeah. of Warcraft, Final Fantasy fourteen, you know, huge mm-hmm. audiences. So it's like, obviously there are things that people like about them, mm-hmm, but I'm yeah. just like... The like none of the end games have ever like remotely interested me, I guess, because they do yeah, just start yeah. to get kind of grindy, and and that's just not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. an MMO for you. Like it's just at a certain after a certain point, it's just like an item chase, like or a loot yeah. box chase. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard for it's like for a Destiny to be a shooter, but also an MMO. I think that that was a very tall order. Um, but I mean. They made it fun. 
Like the story yeah, in the first I, one is was really confusing. I don't even remember what happened exactly. I don't remember what happened um, at all. And yeah. uh, we we're talking about this while we were playing. It felt like they were dumbing it down, um, story wise yeah. for Destiny Two. It, it, it just feels more simple. Um, okay. It's almost like they knew what people liked of Destiny, and they just doubled down on that, which is like getting the new gun and then getting the new gun after that and then the chase I mean, for looking cooler and it's like I and, do and like getting new they guns they did nail that pretty well <laughs> and like all the super powerful attacks that you have like they look even better now so it's, yeah, it's yeah. still exciting but it is dumb it's definitely but fun it's to totally play with it's totally worth $6 so if you ever find hey, it for 6 bucks <laughs> yeah, I would say I've gotten it. my money's worth for sure <laughs> Um, yeah, and what else have I been playing? Uh, <laughs> I played a little bit more Zelda, and hey. it's nice just, again, to jump back in that world what and just kind of spend a few wow. hours. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like a fun, like, I don't know, my my girlfriend, who does not play games much at all, um, really enjoys watching and kind of, like, playing Zelda, too, just to, like, kind of explore, and every time she's like, hey, what's that over there? And I'm like, oh, I'll go walk and check that out, you know? It's like, or she'll go walk and check it out, you know? So it's a... <laughs> It's a fun game to kind of just lose yourself in for a little ha, bit. Have so. we mentioned Zelda every podcast episode? Uh, uh, since I we certainly hope so. Like, <laughs> I think we have. I'm uh, like, I feel like Breath of the Wild is like, that's gonna that's gonna be like a like cornerstone game, you know, that mm-hmm. people talk about in the future, kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be I mean, like the Mario sixty four of whatever the heck generation we're on. It's, I, it's yeah, so I, good. I, I don't I, know. I can't. I can't like say enough about it. I don't know. Yeah, so that's my problem. I keep bringing it up, but yeah, that's fun. <laughs> no, it's not, I'm not saying it's a problem. Just like in awe, of the number of times we it's brought nice it up. to dip into every once in a while. I've recently, I think I within, I think it was before the previous podcast actually finished the most recent DLC in it and had a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pretty much only play it when I like am not at home. So it's like I was on an airplane and I was like, yeah, I can play some Zelda. You know, that's that's oh. what's great about the Switch. I gotta do that. A little, mo- little moment I had. I never Whoa. knew if this was entirely possible. Mm. Um, I never like looked into it because I was always when I when I when you're faced with one of the giant guardians who shoot lasers at you, it's uh, meant yes. to instill panic, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a laser on you that's following you. It's beeping. Mm-hmm. It's beeping. It's beeping, and you're just trying trying to get out of the way. <laughs> Um, I learned that you can deflect that laser with any shield, yep. like any of them. And so I like, I was like, correctly. I sure hope this works. And I timed it and it <laughs> blew up the guardian in yeah. one hit. And I was like, I felt like, a, like I felt amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was so satisfying. No, it's, it, you know? And you have to be very, it's very precise too. Like you have to be, yeah. Know, I don't know, a quarter of a second or something, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah, it feels great good. when you get it, but like, I'm definitely not perfect at it. Like I can get it maybe two out of three times if I'm lucky and so I'll yeah. be like I hope this works <laughs> and you <laughs> every time either dies. explode or they explode something's gonna explode uh, yeah it's, it's a roll of the dice so yeah it's fun uh, Evan do you want to talk about what you've been playing I mean yeah, you, be, if I you've mean, been playing other than Destiny, Destiny 2 yeah. which I am having a good time with uh, for six dollars um, I've also been playing my SNES classic uh, mm-hmm. when I can and have been chugging along in Castlevania 4 um it's just so good. I know, Max, it's not your favorite Castlevania, but it's my first, and I'm having uh-huh. a blast. Like, the music is so great. I love all the boss fights. I love how, like, boss fights unfold. Like, you usually think, it like, it's done after half the bar is gone, but he, there's, there's usually a second form or maybe even mm-hmm. a third form involved. 
there was like a skeleton knight that I was fighting and he had like a spear I want to say and then I got him down to like a quarter of a life and then he like chucked the spear and like got out his sword and I was like oh my god uh, this is epic <laughs> this yeah. is so good um, but it is hard so it's mm-hmm. it's taking me a while to actually finish um, also I, I've been playing this game called Battle Mech that I haven't mentioned because I keep forgetting because I can only that play it on my work PC um, but uh, yes yeah. it is up my alley by a lot um, so basically it's like a strategy game, um, but with giant robots and it like mm-hmm. takes place in the future, but it has like this feudal feel to it. So it's like, you're mm. a giant mechs, but it's also like knights and chivalry stuff happening. Okay. And it's, it's very okay. cool. It's, it's very cool. Like if you're into XCOM, I okay, wish I could like have mentioned XCOM. this to Josh, actually, it's like XCOM, oh. but with like giant robots. And shout out to Josh. Like, two things you love. Shout out to right Josh. Here. Thanks for <laughs> the last <laughs> episode. Um, that's good, and I think it's going to be a long, long game. So I'm pl- chugging okay. away at that. Uh, so it's it's a single player. It's game. a single. I think okay. there's multiplayer, but okay. I don't know. That seems kind of not as. But fun. the single player is good. So yeah. the single player is good. Some interesting story, and I I like the music. I'm like a sucker for like solo cello music and that like uh, that's basically what it is it's like huh, this mournful cello, cello music and i'm like oh i love it i'm in space and a giant robot uh it just like <laughs> ticks all the boxes for me um nice. i think besides that not much and of course overwatch because yeah. the summer games came out so yeah we, we got it we just got to play i still i still haven't jumped into the summer games and i feel like i'm a bad bad okay. overwatch player for not so like i feel really like that, so. i feel like i'm at a point where i don't need to play like competitive overwatch ever again in my life like mm-hmm. i'm fine whatever because you uh, have competitive lucio ball yeah lucio ball. i love lucio ball okay once you <laughs> once you get once you play enough lucio ball strategies start to emerge positions uh-huh. like you like you confirm with your teammates you look at them and you say hello or group up with me if you're in the goal and you want them to be in the it's goal. very clear very clear sure, sure, sure. so uh-huh. it's like there's this kind of almost unspoken you know teamsmanship uh, and I've yes. gotten just better at the game. I mean, it's basically like the poor man's Rocket League. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> but like I've That's I've definitely true. gotten better at it and it feels good because like regular mm-hmm. Overwatch, I feel like have I really gotten that much better at it over these two years I've been playing it? I don't know. You know, probably from so the long. beginning, but like I'm sure I've pretty much plateaued. But Lucio Ball mm-hmm. gives me a different similar game to get good at, I guess. And fast. I think interesting i i think the overwatch like skill uh, ceiling i don't know i feel like maybe i haven't gotten too much better as an individual mm-hmm. and i think we kind of have missed opportunities to get better mm-hmm. as a team mm-hmm. you know which is definitely like the next step yeah. sure. I, sure. yes. I think that's the most frustrating part about overwatch is like yeah the skill ceiling is like the physical skill ceiling is not that high like a lot of people can with reach most it, characters but yeah. you need like a lot of practice and like you can notice when things are going not right and not mm-hmm. well and you're just like uh but we're supposed to be doing this and it's frustrating because you can't really do anything as an individual because the There's, whole team yeah, you're has supposed to be to, in on it so, you have to corral five other people yeah, to notice the and same they're all thing. thinking the same yeah. thing as you and that's a very hard yeah. uh position to reach sure so, yeah you gotta practice so, you gotta have a lot of time i think to get good as a team and, yeah a lot of time yeah yeah, yeah. Which we don't have. We play it for fun when yeah. we're available. Yeah. <laughs> Not for glory. When, when an event comes out, we'll play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when there's a diva skin, I gotta have. <laughs> What's the next uh, one? Is it Halloween? Yeah. 
Is it? I guess wow. it must be. We're already like uh, more than halfway through uh, 2018. We are. Yeah, uh, just so you all know. I can talk about what I've been playing. What have Please you been do. playing, Max? All right. So um, other than the podcast <laughs> games, I've actually, weird for me because I mostly stick to my Sony systems, but I've been playing a lot on my Nintendo systems. Um, yeah. The main game I've been playing... I guess, or that I put the most time into was the new WarioWare, WarioWare Gold, which Uh, is good, but it's like, I mean, like, uh, I think the original WarioWare is still probably my favorite. This one Mm -hmm. has mostly repeat games from the various WarioWares over the years. Sure. Um, And it it includes its own. Uh, It breaks (sighs) everything up into like three categories of control. There's just the button games like from original WarioWare which it calls MASH then there's uh, touch mm-hmm. games uh, as well as tilt games or twist games from you know WarioWare touched and WarioWare twisted respectively um, and there are modes you know th- this one I think is definitely more robust in that there's a ton more modes that just use all the games in various interesting ways like there's a mode where you're just playing games but then Wario will come in and like put some gas on the screen or flip the screen upside down or like you know kind of various distractions As stuff like do. that when you say put some gas on the screen wario farts on the screen right? i don't know like i don't remember i think he or like he'll put balloons oh up there and God. you have to pop them with the stylus or blow the gas away with the microphone you know it's you it's, have to uh, blow his fart away with yeah. the microphone uh one one thing that i thought <laughs> oh was God. interesting this was like as far as I'm aware, one of the last, like, big Nintendo, I mean, big, quote-unquote, like, flagship games on the 3DS, since they're, you know, more moving over to the Switch, uh, mm-hmm. and right there on the box, it says, you know, playable in 2D only. It's like, they gave up on the 3D wow. on the 3DS. Like, oh, did you guys ever yeah. use the 3D on the 3DS and be like, wow, that was good? Because, like, personally, no. not really. I, I would I use would... it here and there, just to, like use it because i paid uh, for it um and, right. and sometimes it added a nice little layer of something but nothing groundbreaking yeah I, I, I feel like nintendo is almost now admitting like okay like we had our fun with 3d but like that's mm. not really what we're about like it was kind right. of a failed experiment i want to say right uh not yeah that it was terrible absolutely. no you know. every time i turned it on it was like for like a moment where I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Kind of hurts my eyes. And I have to look mm-hmm. at it at a very specific angle, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Just And it also like slowed down the frame rate, I yeah. think sometimes too. Yeah. Like, it was like too much to handle. So I just kind of like, yeah, didn't didn't bother with it. So I have the new 3DS, which I think had slightly better 3D and like head tracking, but I still. Sure. I, mm. It never did it for me, I guess. Uh, maybe yep. a Same. little bit in a, in Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Uh, I think it was a little bit useful, which that was a Nintendo. I'm oh, sorry. That was a, it was a weird little <laughs> Nintendo game about this like poor dog who runs a who runs a baseball store, and you're buying games from him. It was interesting. I'm it was so a little, interested. It was There's a, little, a lot there to unpack. Uh, you, you, like the game itself is free, and then you haggle with him to pay for each mini game. Like they'll start off at three dollars, and you can haggle him down to like a dollar fifty that you then pay in real money. Uh, Does he speak in dog? <laughs> He speaks in English. I mean, okay. I think I think he might make little noises. I don't really. I don't think he even did. I think it was just a text. I kind of love that. Uh, That's it so was a pretty. Uh, check out Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. I, I think the first <laughs> mini game is free. Shout out to that game. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, check it so out on the Rusty. 3DS eShop. Um, other than that, okay. I, I bought a couple games for the Switch. I bought Runner Three, which was the uh, third game Bit in trip? the Bit Trip Runner series. Although now they're not even yeah. calling it Bit Trip. 
so bit, I played bit trip runner. The first one, it was a little bit yeah. too hard. Um, hmm. because there, yeah. it was very unforgiving, which I think in my opinion, they fixed with the second one. These are rhythm based platforming games, um, where you're doing jumps and or kicks and ducks to the music. Um, I generally mm-hmm. enjoy rhythm games, but the first one was just a little bit too hard and it felt like a lot of times you kind of had to jump before the beat, which kind of threw me off. Um, but I love, yeah, I, I love the second too. one and I completed it. Like I did a, like almost everything in it. Um, but then this third one almost feels like a step back, um, in that it just mm. feels a little bit too hard. Um, and also like they went kind of all out with the graphics. It's like fully 3d, but like a lot of the graphics are kind of gross looking. Like you can tell that it was a stylistic <laughs> choice that they did, but like all the characters are just really gross looking. And I'm like, should I have bought this game? I don't know. Like, <laughs> is it like, um, is it like how they made, um, you know, Nidhogg two, obviously a very deliberate stylistic choice with the characters, but all those characters look gross and horrible. You know what I mean? I would say it's worse than Nidhogg two in that oh, like, wow, Nidhogg that two, so I get difficult. it because Nidhogg one looked in my opinion, super great, but like I could see it was very minimalistic. I could see how it could be off putting mm-hmm. to people who just wanted mm-hmm. to have like a fun, goofy time, I guess. Mm. Um, I guess I haven't, I I've played know. a little bit of Nidhogg too, and it was right? still pretty fun. Mm. Uh, you yeah. know, the gameplay wise, it was still there though. Um, and, 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 Bit Trip Runner 2 kind of had the same thing. It had kind of gross graphics, but the gameplay was really good, and I liked it a lot. Uh, this one just seemed a little bit too hard. Um, mm-hmm. The only other thing worth noting, I got a game on the on the Switch called Elliot Quest. Um, it's kind of like an homage to Zelda 2, but with a lot more... Uh, kind of evolved gameplay. Zelda two is kind of chunky and very difficult. This game is still pretty difficult, but it's not, it's not so bad. And if it it feels really good to play, it looks like a really simple game that you wouldn't expect a lot out of. Uh, Mm. But it actually has some good depth to it. And what I've kind of actually enjoyed about it, I got stuck at one point and I went online to look something up and I found a single guide that was written very poorly and I couldn't even figure out where (laughs) I was supposed to be. So I've been like just discovering things and I, and, and like with a little bit of time, I was able to figure out where to go. So it wasn't like too bad, but I've, I've really been enjoying it. It's a very simple, like kind of throwback game, but, uh, I really liked it. I think it's actually available on just about every platform as well. Uh, I think uh-huh. it, I think it originally came out on Wii U, but now it's on PS4, Steam, Xbox. Uh, well, so what e- was that called again? Elliot Quest. Elliot Quest. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. Just a, a fun time. It, it seems pretty short too, which I appreciate. Maybe like ten hours at the most. Uh, yeah, it's just it's like it's a nice little platformer. You're this little guy who shoots arrows. I don't know. It's kind of like I guess Kid oh Icarus God. plus Zelda Two <laughs> plus a little bit of more modern game design. <laughs> so I, cool. I, I've been enjoying that. So uh, that's basically what I've been playing this month. Cool. Cool. Uh, nice. All right. So I'd like to move on to uh, what I like to do in, in my episodes of the podcast, which is I ask, uh, I ask a kind of question that I've been thinking about in terms of games. Um, so I, I, I think when I was growing up, I just was pretty much not critical at all of video yeah. games if if a game was like bad because like i mean i played a lot of nes games a lot of those weren't that great uh but i was just like oh i must just not be very good at this game uh right. so Same. i kind of wanted to know what it what was the earliest memory you have of either buying or maybe receiving a game as a gift 
and being like, I don't think this game is very good. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like in other words, a critical memory. Because I think I have memories of disliking games before that that I just played at a friend's house. But I think it might have just been like a fighting game that I was losing at. So like I don't know if I was really mm. being critical as much as I was Unreliable. losing. Unreliable. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering. I can uh. I can go first if you'd like. Um, but I was wondering what what was the first game that you were kind of critical of. Well, Did I mean, you, I'm trying to remember because this is hard, right? Is like hard. I can like look. I can look back on games now and be like, that wasn't a very good game. Uh-huh. But I think I'm kind of like the same as you were at the time. I was just like, this game is hard or something. When in reality, it was bad, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd say, I mean, okay, I got a couple ones that like jump out at me. But, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> I think one of the first games I remember like buying... Because there was a certain point in my life where, like, I was buying games with my own money. Exactly. Right? Yeah. With, uh, yeah. yeah. With, like, allowance money that I had saved up. Yeah. I remember very specifically, everybody had a higher allowance than me. And uh. it would be like, I got, like, I got, like, $10 a month. Oh, which wow. is, what is that? that? Is I, just, I had to save up for half a year to buy a f- gang video game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember I got Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life for the GameCube, but that was like uh-huh. two thousand three, mm. I want to say. So I wasn't exactly like a child. Yeah, um, but no, I think that mine's about at that time in my life too. So right, and um, I loved Harvest Moon sixty four. Um, I spent a lot of time with that game. It was really, uh, I mean, like looking back on it now, it was really charming, and I liked um, interacting with the characters and the season changes. It was like just kind of a nice game to spend some time in. And then I got Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life, and it was just like, I couldn't explain it to you, but somehow everything that they did in Harvest Moon 64 to make a farming simulator not boring, <laughs> they they didn't bother fixing in A Wonderful Life. It was an extremely boring game. Huh. Everything was so slow. It was yeah. slow moving around. The world was too big for how fast it, how long it took you to get around. I would... I would like pick up three turnips and I'd be too tired to do the rest of the work. Like my uh. character just would be like, I'm, I'm done. And I'm like, no, you're not done. You're done when I say you're done. <laughs> and like the horse was only marginally faster than your walking speed. There was only three girls to woo as wow. far as love interests go, which was a downgrade from five. I'm forever, forever. Karen from Harvest Moon 64 is, my my wife my wife who forever <laughs> she was the winery girl I'm like oh. yeah <laughs> um yeah man that was just I don't know it was it was I remember feeling just like very like hollow about it I was just I guess maybe that was the thing it was like I was disappointed maybe for the first mm. time you know what mm-hmm. I mean so mm-hmm. um, honorable mention to Devil May Cry two ah. um. I played that after Devil May Cry 3 and 1, and I was definitely old enough to be critical of games, but I do remember that experience as just being, like, profoundly, like, joyless. And I don't know if I ever really experienced anything quite like that. I, like, went through the entire game, and I didn't have fun once, I don't think. So it's like, yeah, that was really rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just kind of stole it from me. I was going to say DMC 2. Sorry. Um, No, but it's fine. That was... I'll talk about another story, but that was the DMC two was the first time where I was like critical and like, like I conceived uh, ideas that made sense about uh, why it was not good because I had played one and three or at least one before two yeah, at that so point. A disappointing um, sequel for both of you guys was kind of definitely, the, it was the definitely a step turning back. point. 
Uh-huh. But I remember yeah. the first inkling of like, is this game bad? Can games be bad? Was like, <laughs> uh, I must have been a single digit age because um, it was when um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. Uh-huh. Um, somehow there was a game made of that, oh, I think. Of and oh, God. Hopefully, or, I mean, thankfully, but not thankfully at the same time, my brother got it for Christmas. Uh, and I was like, I'll play it. And it was for the Game Boy color, I want to say. Uh, and I was like, playing it, I was like, this. this is bad. But like, I didn't have any ideas as to why it was bad. I was like, this is bad. And then I just stopped playing. <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So there's oh your answer. So he did. He, he <laughs> stole the fun out of that Christmas. He stole he did. fun. Mission accomplished. Wow. Uh, so for me, I think it was, a, it was maybe a little bit later. So I got... Uh, the very first game console that I ever received as a as a gift that I didn't have to buy with my own allowance money or something was a PlayStation 2, I believe in 2002. It might have been 2003. Uh, but my mom got it for me for my birthday. Uh, and she got it for me with the, the Simpsons Road Rage, uh, yeah. which I believe I had already played at someone else's house. I think it was Josh. Shout out to Josh. Um Although that doesn't seem like a game he would have, but who knows? It was a different time. Uh, And I remember playing it, and I was like, this is fine, but this is just a ripoff of Crazy Taxi. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I had already played Crazy Taxi, and, you know, Crazy Taxi's fine, but it's like, you know, a game you play for 20 minutes, and then you don't have to play it anymore for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had (laughs) seen commercials for a little game called Final Fantasy X, and I was like, Yo. I've seen those hot graphics on the TV. I need those hot graphics. Uh, it looks like a Hollywood And so I was movie. like, take it back, Mom. I want Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> and so she got it for me. Uh, she traded it in. Uh, uh, and then I didn't have a memory card, so I had to play the first two hours of Final Fantasy X about four times until I could afford a memory Why? card. Uh, so bad. Well, you got like a Before problem. that, memory cards weren't, like, sure, Nintendo 64 had the memory pack, but that was, like, only, like, not all the games even used it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the PS2 had no internal memory, so I mm-hmm. had to save yeah. up those $20, I think it was, totally for an 8-megabyte memory card. Uh, and it was, oh and God, in, in hindsight, I think it was a good choice. I like Final Fantasy X a lot. So. I mean, yeah, that's still one of my top five games, probably top ten, wow. definitely. I love that game. Yeah. yeah, Road Rage was, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was just a crazy taxi clown. A lot of people on the yeah. internet really like the Simpsons Hit and Run, which was the Grand Theft Auto-esque yeah. one. They yeah. really like it. Uh, and, like... I played through. I, I rented that game from Blockbuster. I I think I beat it. I certainly I certainly played through at least three quarters of it, and like, it was fine. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not gonna say I, it was bad, but I don't think it was that good either. I guess my problem is like I am like, I'm only sort of into Grand Theft Auto to begin with. Like as like a base, I'm like that's ah, fine. Like I get kind of over it, and I go do other things in the game than the missions. And then I guess the Simpsons overlay it just I, I think even like when i was younger i kind of recognized it as kind of like a cheap gimmick you yeah. know a sell right you know well, it's like yeah. as an avid watcher of the simpsons at the time i was like this is it, like it wasn't even funny you know if it was funny i think it would have yeah. been pretty redeemable i mean i'm sure it had a few yeah. jokes in there that were decent but like i remember when they announced the simpsons game which i believe was for playstation 3 xbox 360 they were like hey mm-hmm. they actually put like decent jokes in this one <laughs> like was a headline yeah, yeah. at the time uh because the other <laughs> games were just kind of you know they just overlaid the simpsons onto 
you know, mm-hmm. Crazy Taxi or Tony Hawk or Grand Theft Auto. Uh, they did have the Simpsons um, skateboarding, if you recall. But I, I have a thought that I've been kind of putting together as we've been talking about this. Do you think it's harder to be critical of video games than other mediums? Because, like, there can be so many, like, crappy video games, but they bring so much enjoyment to you. Like, I mean, there's so many, like, Let's Plays of, like, people playing but, horrible games, but it, they're sure. fun. I, like, I wouldn't say God Hand is, like, a great game, but it is extremely enjoyable, and therefore hmm. that makes it a good game. Does that make sense? Well, that's like, that's like a B movie, <laughs> yeah, though, right? It's, yeah. it's like a if, B movie, I suppose. There's an audience for that. If, you mm-hmm. can, if you're just grading it on, like, the story... I mean, like, absolutely, most games uh-huh. are utter trash, but that's uh-huh. not why I play them. You know, God Hand uh-huh. is a great action experience. Uh-huh. Right, uh, but, like, that's why I play it. You know, like, so it's, we it's, didn't need to open that, that up. But, like, it's different. Simpsons it's different. Run, like, it's, it's, it's just Grand Theft Auto, but people love it. Like, it's, well, it's kind of hard. But, like, even then, I feel like it's watered-down Grand Theft Auto. You know, like, uh-huh. Grand Theft Auto does yeah. certain things well, I think. You know, it might not mm-hmm. be my, like, I've played many of them, uh, and they might not be my favorite games, but, like, there's stuff mm-hmm. there. Whereas The Simpsons... Didn't Vice City used run. to be, like, one of your favorite games? Vice City did used to be one of my favorite games, probably. Especially mm-hmm. around the time I played mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I played I played mm-hmm. so much of that game. I mean, that was, a, that was fun when we had it, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Was, Great soundtrack. I think probably one of the... I, I mean, I've heard people call it, like, it the best... Your musical backbone the best for licensed years. soundtrack in games, and I'm like, I'm not gonna... I can't argue with that. <laughs> I mean, Tony, no, I know. Tony Hawk, even more so, I think, shaped my musical tastes. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, Do you guys man. think there's more, like, cults around games than in other mediums? Because, like, I, the first thing I thought about was, like, I Am Bread, or whatever that game is, uh, where you control a piece sure. of bread. Like, is and that good by any means? But everyone plays it, for and a it's certain, funny. That's a game that was made for, I think, a very specific purpose, which is to play right. with other people and laugh at them when they can't control this hard-to-control thing. Uh-huh. Just like, uh-huh. you right. know, like your Octodad, or uh-huh. your, uh, I don't know, Gang Beasts, or Surgeon uh-huh. Simulator, or that, you know, that kind uh-huh. of stuff. These weird, floppy uh-huh. games that are just hilarious to watch, kind uh-huh. of. Even if they're not, like, fun to play, necessarily. Uh-huh. Although then, you know, in I Am Bread, you have these people who, like, get really good at it. And you're like, yeah. what the heck? Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think games yeah. might be a little bit more... I don't want to say something for everybody, because, like, mm-hmm. books and movies, like, come on, you know? Mm-hmm. But... If, yeah, I think this I is a big conversation, a big right? Yeah, I mean, maybe this we yeah. should shelve this for later, but that was just the thought I had, like... There's just so many games that are just kind of trashy, but then people are playing it and people are streaming it. Like, get over it with what's-his-name. Like, is that a good game? But, like, it did very well, I think. You're also also naming, like, a lot of games that I think are, like, purposefully Mm -hmm. weird or maybe, like, tongue-in-cheek bad, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. you're not even, like, talking about, like, the the massive amounts of just, like, shovelware or, like, yeah. third... Or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, licensed video games. Like, like mm. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is <laughs> obviously a terrible game that probably sold decently well just because mm. of the the, the the name involved. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. So, I don't know. That's, that's hard to say. There's a lot of really crappy games you can churn out. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, first, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Evan, you'd probably be, like, a better person to ask because you probably know, like, the budget for, like, 
movie production versus maybe like game production, you know? Like, right. Hey, what's what's the investment factor? Right. In, That's like, why this? I think maybe we should shelve this for later because this is <laughs> actually a bigger question than I thought. I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about <laughs> yeah. initially. About My it. mind is racing. <laughs> That's, a, that's not an easy. That's almost yeah. like saying, "What's better, books or movies?" Like, I, no, that's like, not what I'm. Yeah, no, okay, I, and I, I know, but I'm it. saying it's, it's big, almost it's big, almost in that same vein where you question. you kind of have to make generalizations and mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I think that's uh, that was about that was better than I thought I'd get out of this question. So uh, I think we can move right along <laughs> to our, our topic. Thanks for expecting so little of us. <laughs> no, I just, I thought you'd give Nailed me a game it. that would be a nice little story and we'd move on, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, I, I think we can move on to our, our topic du jour, uh, mm-hmm. which is Attack of the Friday Monsters, A Tokyo Tale. Um, mm. So this was uh, originally released as a part of Guild 2, uh, which was a sequel to Guild 1, both of which were compilations of uh, 3DS games published by Level 5, who typically does, like, they mostly do RPGs and, and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but these were, basically, they rounded up a bunch of developers, Japanese developers, uh, who kind of were known for different styles of stuff. Uh, in the first one, they had uh, Goichi Suda of No More Heroes and Killer7 fame, as well as Yute Saito, who did Seaman. Uh, and, you know, very different styles of games, but they packaged them all together and published them under these guild titles. They eventually came out in the U.S., though not together. They were all separated because they figured we don't want a nice little cartridge with all these games on them, I guess. Uh, So Attack of the Friday Monsters was from Guild 2. It was developed by Millennium Kitchen, who had done uh, the a series of games that only came out in Japan called Boku no Natsuyasumi, uh, or My Summer Vacation, which were uh, mm-hmm. basically in those games you were this eight-year-old-ish kid who goes out into the countryside to hang out with his aunt and uncle for a summer, uh, and mm-hmm. you're just doing summery time Japanese stuff. You can catch bugs and go down by the <laughs> creek and that kind of stuff. It was... I actually... I, I own it, and I had <laughs> never played it, um, so I, I popped it in for about half an hour and it was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like really nice, really nice, nice stylistically yeah. for a PS1 game. It looked really good for a PS1 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters were kind of cartoony, which was weird against the fairly realistic everything else. Uh, but it was mm-hmm. it was a nice little kind of like it almost felt like, you know, the guy was basically just pulling out his diary from when he was 10 years old uh, and making a game out of that. And I think that's a cool thing. And I think Attack of the Friday Monsters has kind of a lot of that in it. Uh, so basic premise, uh, attack of the Friday monsters. Uh, you are Sota, a kid who has moved to Tokyo from somewhere more rural. They never exactly explain into a, a, a small town in Tokyo. It's Japan in the 1970s, uh, called Hana no Fuji or flower of Fuji, uh, in general. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Thanks, so Max. He, mo- he moves <laughs> to this. Changed the he, story he moves. <laughs> he moves to this. It's kind of like a suburb of Tokyo, a uh, small town, uh, and he's greeted with, uh, you know, the people in the town who are like, "Oh, don't forget the monsters all come out on Friday." Uh, mm-hmm. So it's this. It's this. It's basically like a, a slice of life adventure game. That's also heavily inspired by those tokusatsu, you know, giant monster, Ultraman kind of Power Rangers, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, shows. 
Um, so most of the gameplay, if you want to call it that, you're just walking around the town and figuring out who to talk to next, though they also have put a, uh, a card game that's kind of just rock, paper, scissors based on top of that. So you can play a card game with the other kids. Uh, and if you beat them, you become their boss. Uh, and then you can cast a little spell on them to make them fall down. Uh, so I guess we can kind of go into the story. I don't know if you guys had any kind of opening thoughts on, on the story in mm-hmm. general. I, I mean, it's a very short game. It's only about, I don't know, two to three hours long. Uh, it, it mm-hmm. only takes place over the course of one Friday. Uh, right. So it, it's, uh, that's what I, I like about it is that I like my games to be fairly short in general. Uh, just because you get to kind of see everything that's there. Um, mm-hmm. Great. But I, yeah, what, what did you guys think? I mean, what were your kind of general impressions of the game? Uh, um, well, I don't want to get into general impressions of the game because I have like a laundry list of like little little things I've okay, jotted okay. down. But mm. um, as far as like the, the story goes, I mean, um, <laughs> I guess it was interesting what it ended up doing. I mean, most of the game... You know, you. I kind of assumed this was kind of like a magical, like kind of like realism kind of game where, like, it seemed like you were in real life Tokyo, but maybe there actually are monsters. You know, okay. like because everybody, all the adults are talking about it. All you know, the kids are talking about it as if, like, yeah, monsters really do attack on Friday. Make uh-huh. sure you get to a safe space and, like, don't be out in the open. All that stuff's happening. But then, like, as it goes on, you kind of figure, like, okay, maybe it's actually like a make-believe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the adults are making it up and, like, humoring the kids, right? And right. Um, and then at the very end, basically <laughs> you find out that's, like, actually maybe you are an alien and your dad's a superhero and there are giant monsters. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it's kind of like this push and pull, like, okay, like, what's actually going on here, which was a little more than I expected from the game. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, the most interesting thing, um, and I think, like, a lot of the game's humor is based off of this, is that it's, like, kind of a frame narrative. Not a frame narrative. Um, that's not the that's not the right word. Okay. Um, it's basically told through the lens of you as this, this child, this kid, yeah. right? Like, um, and so, like, the kid is clueless, and so a lot of the humor is, like, the kid doesn't get, like, what's going on. Like, when you think that maybe the adults are just, like, humoring you, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's, like, a TV show where there's aliens and monsters and the yeah. kids think it's real, you know, and, like, uh-huh. your character thinks it's real, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was, like, kind of effective, you know? It was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just, like, I don't even have to worry about, like, how real this is. I'm a kid and I just, at its at its face value, I'm just taking it, you know? So yeah. it's like, I don't know. That was that was kind of fun. Um it was it was a very simple, very goofy story, though. I don't mm-hmm. want to like, give it like make it sound any more than it was, yeah. but I thought it was like it did what it was trying to do. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I had a similar venture through the emotions of receiving this game. Uh, it's kind of like in the mm-hmm. beginning, it, it it seems very serious in the beginning. There's like it's talking about the genre of giant monsters, um, and it's like this was very popular back then. And it's like, okay, so this is going to be like a historical story sort of thing. Let's let's get into it. And then after a while, like, the dialogue continues to be kind of crazy. Like, they're, they're, everyone's very convinced there are monsters coming out on Friday. And I was like, well, I guess it's real then. And then when your father becomes a giant alien fighting <laughs> guy, I was like, well, <laughs> there goes the metaphors. Um, this is real, so. Yeah, yeah. But literally up until that point, I was I was still convinced that, this wasn't all happening for real. 
Like you yeah. go to like um like a studio and there's like a a, sh- a shot list for all the upcoming monster things coming up. And I was like, oh, well, then it's not real. It can't be because maybe they're just filming it and people think it's real. Well, um, but then that you, then the monster just appears. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's like, well, and so, cause like, I'm even trying to kind of understand the story. So I think based on my, at least interpretation of it, uh, the mm-hmm. monsters appear every Friday, but as far as I can tell the actual monsters that everyone is talking about is just like mm-hmm. smoke from the local factories that they're kind of right. like, they think looks kind of like monsters cause it swirls around and whatever. Uh, and then mm-hmm. that's what the TV show producer is using. They have like a remote control plane that's fighting against the monsters quote unquote. Uh-huh. But, then but then a real Friday, a real monster appears because there's this alien guy yeah. who happens to be that in guy. town. Yes. There's uh, an alien guy that happens to be in town. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But I will say besides that, um, I was getting hints. It was like a sl- yeah, slice of life, very Japanese slice of life, like coming of age story, with like hints and flavors of Wes Anderson. Um, oh, you, that really? I thought Max like kind of felt. Huh. No, you, you didn't. No, I, I don't know. It's just like about maybe it's like more <laughs> Moonrisey Kingdom to me, like just about young kids growing up uh, and okay. getting lost in their yeah. imagination. I mean, but that's just um, all kind of anime. I mean, like it right. was fairly <laughs> anime, you know. It was it was pretty anime, not um, too anime yeah. though. Let's right. let's be there was clear. There's a lot for of jokes listeners. that like. There's a lot of jokes that felt like, like distinctly like. There's like something maybe a little lost in translation here, uh-huh. you know, like, right, like yeah. I understand, but I, you know, I've watched enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've watched enough anime to know when something's oh, man. supposed to be a joke, Tell us, you know, <laughs> so. how much anime have you watched? But I, I really did enjoy, uh, all the, um, the little stories that I got involved with, um, that I could, I don't think I got all, got yeah. through all of them, but right. I did enjoy the father's arc. Whereas, like, he was rejected from the Space Defense Force, but then at the very end, he becomes Earth's Mightiest Hero sort of thing. That was really sweet. Yeah. Right? I like that I, yeah. I feel like that was almost more of, like, that was, like, the main story, I think, wasn't about you. Right. You were just kind of a conduit for it as the right. son. Right, yeah. and that kind of leads to, like, a tiny negative of mine is, like, well, I kind of wish we just focused on that because it was so effective and, like, oh, an interesting yeah. story. Like, you can, like, have the kid, like, he sees his father in, like, a negative light, but by the end, he's like, oh, he's my, he's actually my hero. I don't know. Just, yeah. There's something there. Uh, um, also, that was, like, uh, that was, like, the most, like, kind of confusing, I think, plot in, like, trying to figure out what was real and what wasn't because, mm-hmm. like, at one point, one character tells you that you're an alien and you don't really quite get it, or and you don't yeah. really understand it. You're, like it's heavily implied that your dad is an alien too, but you yeah. don't really you, your character doesn't see that. But then it goes to the dad, and he's like, you know, he tried to try it for the Earth, the space defense force, and you're like, okay, maybe maybe he is an alien. But then it shows that like that was just a role in a TV production that he didn't make. It is uh-huh. kind of and confusing. I won't lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just I think they're trying to blur the line. Obviously, yeah. they're trying they're to do trying that. They're trying to blur to the like, line, but like I don't know, kind of. But then where is the line? Like I don't know <laughs> between yeah, reality I don't know. and I don't know. Attack of the Friday Monsters is blowing my I, mind. I mean, that's <laughs> that's why I don't know. That was more of a negative for me. It was just like I'm not sure they even know what yeah, is real no. in their storyline, so they, they just sure. didn't control it very well. No, and I and I agree. Uh, that would be my main, I think, gripe with the game. But uh, overall, mm-hmm. I think I think the translation overall was pretty good. I liked most of the characters yeah. and I liked the interactions you get. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, like for me, why, why I really liked this game, the very first time I played it, 
I think I might have mentioned mm-hmm. this on the previous episode. I was in Africa uh, and I had mm-hmm. a fever and I was like, <laughs> I can't go outside. I just need to like, I was on vacation uh, to be clear. Uh, I was like, I just need a nice, easy game to play. And I was like, and this mm-hmm. game just made me feel good. Like, it's just a, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just like a, fe- it's like a short feel good oh, game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's cute. It has nice music. I, don't, I would say mm-hmm. some of the music is a little bit annoying and kind of like, childish mm-hmm. i mean like i know that's what they're going for but uh, right. some of it was a little bit grating but overall i really loved the music i really loved the art style uh, all the mm-hmm. backgrounds mm-hmm. are gorgeous uh mm-hmm. the character models yeah. themselves because it's a 3ds game don't look so great uh especially when they're farther away which is most of the game uh but, the, the, but the backgrounds yeah. i think are are, are gorgeous it has that old school flair where there's like a stationary camera uh, in different scenes, mm-hmm. so like, right. so you really get to ha- have like this director director's input where it's like, where do I want the player to look, and they can make uh, it look very good in that uh, instance. And this is like one yeah. of the few times I actually turned on the 3D because I was like, well, what do they want to bring in the oh. foreground? What do they want to bring in the background? And that was it was nice. Like he's running across the bridge, and some of the the grass leaves are in the foreground. I'm like oh, that's nice. That's nice. See, nice that's little the, touches. That- that just shows like how little I've used a 3DS as 3D because I legitimately forgot that was a thing. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I think I turned it on game. briefly and I was like, ow, my eyes. Yeah. And then I turned it yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, so you brought up like a lot of like little points that sure. I wasn't sure like when we were going to talk about. So I just want to like, I want to echo some of that. Um, mm, yeah. The, the, the music, so this is like a really soothing game, yeah. you know, like I just like fired it up on, um, it was like a Sunday morning, like I was mm. still in bed, you know, and it's like kind of reached oh, over and yeah, grabbed the three yeah, discs yeah. and started playing. Mm. And it was just like really nice. Um, a lot of the times, well, at least, so I want to get into this momentarily, but like I had a lot better of a time in the first half of the game than it mm. in the, actually the second half. Mm. So, you know, in a short game like this, like my first hour was better than my second hour, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, but I think, like, the first half is really kind of devoted to you just kind of, like, running around, getting to know the town right. and kind of exploring a little bit, mm-hmm. which was really nice for me. It was a nice experience, and there wasn't always music, and sometimes you were just, like, left with, like, the sound of, like, so Japanese. Oh, nature. <laughs> the, those, <laughs> those cicadas making their dang noise. The cicadas, oh, man. man. I love the cicadas. Every anime. <laughs> Every an- I mean, that's Japan, you know, in the summer. That's Japan. Yeah. In the rural As we areas. know. I mean, I don't know. So we I were in Tokyo, the, so I don't know. Uh, six years ago. <laughs> six years ago. God, is it that ago. long ago? God. Yeah. Um, so every now, every time the, the music was, like, very minimal and just had the nature sounds or, like, like a very light instrumentation, like, I was, like, mm-hmm. super vibing with it. I really like just walking around and talking with people and getting to know the area and, like, figuring out, like, oh, this connects to this, this connects to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end half or maybe, like, the end third, you know, when, like, things are coming to a head and like yeah. a monster appears and your dad turns into an Ultraman. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, this is big booming intense oh, music. Yeah, and I was yeah. just kind of like, uh, and I'm like, uh, I'm just like running from conversation uh, to conversation. Picking up and cards. <laughs> yeah. It just like, it, it didn't feel like, like thematically it didn't really feel like it mm-hmm. lined up in the end right. there. Like, I'm just yeah. like, I'm having conversations with people uh-huh. and also picking up monster cards while there's, robots and right. fighting in the background, you know, so, and, yeah. Yeah, and Max, you yes. go first. And that's, what, no, yeah. and, like, definitely building directly off of that, I think that the director's previous games, the Boku no Natsuyasumi series, is probably the better version of Attack of the Friday Monsters, but it's right. never been released in English. I mean, it's kind of, like, it's almost uh-huh. a no-brainer that it hasn't been released in English because it's specifically about... 
like Japanese nostalgia for summer vacations in the country. Yeah. Like I can I, I get why they haven't released it over here. But I think it would be I mean, really good. Like I really want to play that in English and understand it. I want they, to pretend I have that nostalgia. Yeah, no, and even I mean, even I mean, in, we all even have nostalgia game, for summer vacations. Sure, I, don't know. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but like even even in yeah. this game, like you could see that coming through. Where it, it was like kind of it was like half adventure game, half like virtual nostalgia tourism almost. Uh, mm-hmm. And I really like that sure. about it because I feel like we don't really get that a whole lot in games. Uh, right. Yeah, going off of Tim's uh, pros about this game, I, I really did like the town a lot. So much th- so that I thought, like, this was the director or writer's, like, actual town that he yeah. based it on. Like, it just felt Urban. very real, authentic. Um, I did, like, all the quiet parts. Um, but I guess we'll talk about this more. It's just, like, all the elements of the game didn't jive well in the end. Like... I mean, I really enjoy. I mean, did I enjoy the card game? I don't know if I did. Um, <laughs> I kind of did. I, I don't know. We can. We can <laughs> I like. I like. It was kind of like a typical thing where it's like I liked the card game when I was winning. If I wasn't, <laughs> yes. then I then I then I freaking hated it. There's like I beat everyone this is very genius, easily. So this is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like. I, I was doing super well against everybody except for the the smaller kid with the glasses. Uh, I think. A plus. A plus. A plus. Was hard. He's, I lost he's like smart seven kid. times in a row, and like every time I lost, I would like look. The, mecha- the mechanics and like this is bull crap like like anytime he would go first or i would go first it's like he would win and it's like yeah, well no yeah. no duh because he can change what cards he wants mm-hmm. uh, so it was just it was just so frustrating uh, no i i but, had um, a, I, I definitely had a piece of paper where i would write down my cards and then like try uh, to figure out my opponent's cards and it usually worked until they introduced so the cards are like literally rock paper scissors uh until they introduce special cards where they're only weak to one of the three rock or paper or scissors Mm -hmm. uh and then those cards are just stupid and break the whole game in my in my primitive mind that can't comprehend that kind of thing Uh, the only way i was able to beat a plus was just like through sheer luck like i had like four wins and one loss, and I was like, uh, well, that's it. You, there's literally nothing you can do. So, yeah. mm. GG. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I mean, I liked the card game in that I was, like, kind of... Sup- I thought it was simple. I mean, it is simple, but, yeah. like, I, I thought it was more simple than it was until, like, I think there was, like, one moment I had where, like, they sw- like somebody was switching two cards, and I kind of, like, it kind of clicked. It's like, oh, well, if this was a rock and that was a paper and that mm-hmm. one won and that one didn't, then that one was probably a scissors. And like, you know, you kind of got to like right. figure out like, OK, what do I do with this situation? Uh-huh. And I was having fun kind of trying to like game it like that for a while. And then I realized that I had misread an instruction somewhere. I, uh-huh. I thought that at one point it said you had to have three of the same card to combine and make the card stronger, but it's only uh, two, only two, two of the same only card. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I realized that I was like, Oh, and I just like, I think I had an overpowered deck by the end of the game. Cause uh, I didn't really lose to anybody again. So yeah. it was like, all right, fine. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the card game was like, what I liked about the card game was like, it was definitely a distraction and they didn't beat you over the head with it. Like if I wanted yeah, to play, I could, true. and I, yeah. I did end the game being the boss of everybody. I mean, that yes. was a personal goal for my me, Same. but yeah. So, <laughs> had to be the yeah. boss. Yeah. Had to be the boss. Well, and in the end game, so. you can actually grind for certain cards that were unavailable in the rest right. of the game, but mm-hmm. like, it's too much of a grind, I, I think. I, I didn't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. You can actually get your dad as a card, Cleaner Man. <gasps> yeah. Cleaner what? Man. Yeah. I want that um, card. Is it actually, foil? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's holographic. Is it shiny? Um, 
speaking of the end game, um, basically, as far as I could tell, the uh, the mechanics of the end game was Sota, your main character. He um, has a, a, a topic of conversation he's trying to talk about. And he will talk about it with everybody in the in town until somebody gives him something new to talk about. And then all of a sudden he's talking about that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that basically correct, Max? That is like, absolutely correct. Uh, okay, cool. So, I mean, like, there was a few unwrapped up episodes in my game that I wanted to wrap up. There was only, like, three or four maybe left that, like, went unfinished. And I, like, played for, like, maybe, like, 10 or 15 more minutes. And as soon as I realized that, it, like, it would super depend on, like, me talking to everybody until I figured out the next triggering conversation to trigger the next part. And mm-hmm. it was just like, ah, I'm good. You know, like, that's, yeah. I'm fine. Um, what was I, most yeah. frustrating is, like, at the beginning of the game, it gives you this errand to run where you're trying to deliver the dry cleaning to this woman. And for the entire game, I kept checking back with that woman. It's like, <laughs> can I give her her dry cleaning yet? But the game wouldn't let me. So to your character is just like clueless and not doing it, you know? Even in the end game, I couldn't deliver her well, dry cleaning. And at one point, I think he in the in the normal story, he's like, oh, yeah, my he errand. Tries. Uh, and it doesn't even work out. No, so literally the exact same thing happened to me. I, w- I got to the end game. I couldn't really figure it out. Eventually, I, yeah. I, I looked it up. I looked it up, but I was like, eh, I don't need to. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Whatever. 23 like out of 26 like, missions, good enough. <laughs> not bad. Not <laughs> okay, bad. good. I'm glad I'm not alone with that. I just kind of yeah. was like, I, I'm, there's nothing for me here really yeah, right now. Exactly. So it mm-hmm. stopped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, honestly, I... I I anticipated this being a fairly short, you know, game to talk about as it's a fairly yeah. short game with like, honestly, not <laughs> that much going on in it. Um, right. hmm. so I think, I mean, like if you guys, uh, I mean, I, I can skim over my notes quickly, but if you guys don't really have much, anything else, I don't really either. Okay. Well, um, why don't we summarize and give our, give our grades then? Yeah. Uh, Tim, you want to shoot it off? Yeah, oh, sure. Right. <laughs> Do you wanna, I, yeah, I'll shoot off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, so I think the game, um, this is actually kind of similar to Deadly Premonition in some ways, where I think the Mm. game's strength was kind (laughs) of in, like... Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, like... Yeah. uh, It's actually, like, kind of in, like, not coincidental. I was DP vibes, for sure. Interesting. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't call it that. Um... Yeah, I think like it's kind of interesting that Max likes both of these games because they are similar in some ways. Right. Um, it is it is nice to spend time in the town and explore and kind of solve these like little puzzles that are like, oh, I'm a child and my kid, <laughs> my these bullies are blocking my path uh-huh. and how do I get them to move? You know, like I liked that stuff. Yeah. You know, that stuff was fun. Um, it was just as soon as like they started like trying to make it like bigger stakes, I guess, yeah. that I just got kind of lost interest and was trying yeah. to get through it. But um, I don't know. It was a cute game, and it was short. Um, I would say I was happy I played it. Uh, if I'm giving it a Metacritic score, probably a solid 80. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, uh, Yeah. similar. Uh, I think I'll give it an 82. Uh, 80 as well. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so now I just know how to make a game that max will like it's just like town simulator (laughs) but then halfway through add something crazy that he would never be able to predict (laughs) we we got a 95 metacritic score uh but yeah 80 so enjoyed it but didn't love it 
Yeah. So I, I yeah. mean, I, I really, I like the whole game. Um, though I, you know, I, I totally see where you guys are coming from with your sen- sentiments of not liking the second half. For me, it gave me something more to focus on, I think. Um, and at, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's a nice little slice of life anime movie mm-hmm. with a video game thrown yeah. in, even if it might I'm not sure. make total sense in the end. Uh, <laughs> and I just, I, I really cute. like chilling out with this game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that said, I don't think it's like the best game ever. So, I mean, honestly, I would give it probably an 85. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it a whole lot. I would have actually probably liked it to be a tiny bit longer in that, you know, in the beginning, maybe add a mm-hmm. couple more characters. That would have been cool. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe make it a little bit bigger. But, you know, I understand this was, it was basically a quarter of a, full game package with those other guild games. So it's like, it is, you know, it is a small game. And I think we can use, I think we could use more small games of about this size. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I think you don't need eight hours to make a full narrative experience, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So in that sense, I, I like it. And I think games could go further with it, but I also think that probably, without having played much of it, that the, uh, they should just localize Boku no Natsu Yasumi. So that's, that's my <laughs> takeaway from this because that's, that's more, that's, that's what we really want. I mean, yeah, that's what, are that's there what aliens the though? Want. No, like, no, see, that's just the real question. This, Boku no Natsu Yasumi is more just the beginning part of attack of the Friday monsters, the chill part. Uh, uh-huh. so yeah. So let's see what it actually got on Metacritic. Ooh. Uh, yeah. All right, and the verdict is in. It's a 77 on Metacritic. Huh. Nice. So, okay, that's... Yeah, fair. Yeah, I think that's probably about Not right. Not fair. Crazy far off of what we gave it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tiny bit harsh, but fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's still above average, I guess, although I don't know. Who, know, who knows how game review scores work, you know? Uh, Nobody really. <laughs> I don't think gamers do. Gamers so, think. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving nice. right along uh, to Let's our ru- to our roulette game from last month, it's the Path ah. of Modus, uh, which is a game Modus. by uh, independent developer Michael Hicks, uh, ah. and as well as I forget, he had an artist. He d- he did basically everything in the game except for the art. Uh, Path mm. of Modus is a platformer, <laughs> basically at, at heart. Uh, it's it's. Yeah. It's not that hard to describe, I guess, uh, but in theory, but it's hard to describe when I'm put on the spot here. So mm-hmm. it, it's a platformer where instead of fighting with punching or swords or guns, you fight with your words. So Modus is a goblin. Uh, I was going to say troll, but I think that would be a little un-PC un- oh, un- yeah. of me. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he is a... He is a goblin who lives in a forest who dreams of escaping the forest because no one has, as, as far as I can tell. I um, think, yes. So basically, it's a, there are some puzzles in it. You build bridges, as, but the main part of the game is this platforming combat where you can jump with the X button. We're talking PlayStation controls. You know, I'm sure it would be equivalent on an xbox uh mm-hmm. and then the other three face buttons each shoot out a different word uh either why hey, hey, hey or why? What, what was the other one uh not uh, why yes yeah 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 okay that yeah. was it i pretty much only <laughs> hey, use yeah, why yeah, yeah. Uh, why 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 yeah, why so that's why why? You, basically you've played path of notice if you're listening to these <laughs> no um <laughs> So the whole the whole 
ideology behind the game, I guess, was that the the creator wanted to make a game that was like, hey, games are just about shooting. Why can't they be about talking out our differences? Uh, So enemies will shoot words at you and you have to kind of counter with the same words. If you hit them with words, they will kind of explode into a cloud. Uh, same thing happens Which to you. Which is kind of if, the same if, uh, thing if you get shot. If you get hit by words. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's, it's also an extremely short game. Um, you know, playing through it and knowing what to do takes you maybe mm. 20 minutes, I want to say. Uh, I started playing it last night and stopped where I assumed was a good place to stop and like just tried playing it um, this morning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, well... Sorry, I guess it's like a night before that and yesterday morning. Doesn't matter. Uh, but when I picked it up in the morning, I like beat it very quickly. And I was like, oh, I guess I was close to the end all along. Yeah. I could have just played it the night before. Anyway, yes, very short. Continue. <laughs> uh-huh. So, I mean, and, and basically that's about it. So you've got these... You know, you've got the combat, quote unquote, uh, portions, and then you've got the puzzle portions where you're basically given a jumble of circles and they have numbers on them and you have to connect them via lines to the yeah. correct number of lines shown on a circle. Uh, and I mean, hard I mean, to explain those puzzles actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's hard to explain them with words, but visually it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty intuitive. And, and I think the puzzles yeah. were not bad. I had an okay time with them. Uh, I yeah, liked the yeah, puzzles. Actually. Yeah. The puzzles were good. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I let, let's kind of get into people's impressions of just the, the game overall, I guess. Uh, just, just kind of sure. gameplay and puzzles. Okay. Um, Gameplay-wise, um, I thought it was fine. I don't know. I mean, the I liked the, the bridge puzzles um, where it like, required you to like, kind of like, stop and think a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. It was satisfying to kind of like... It kind of felt like trial and error a couple times, but for the most part, you could kind of like look like, okay, this part of the puzzle has to be exactly like this, mm-hmm. and this part has to be like this. And once you establish like what was necessary, then you could mm-hmm. kind of play around with what was like yeah. optional, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. That was basically the whole structure of the puzzles, and I was I was into those. Those those were cool. Um, the uh, the platforming wise, um, I don't know. I guess I liked that. There were challenges, but it didn't take me... And, and like, I had to think about some of them, for sure. But it didn't take Mm -hmm. me too long to figure out. Um, Right. I guess my main gripe on that would be that since the game is so short, they introduced mechanics Mm, and discarded them very quickly. Very quickly. Like, it was like I would, like, learn something new, and then that wouldn't be applicable to the rest of the game. For instance, like, you get an assistant character who can block blue words, and then she's gone within the minute. Gone. And even That would have been cool if I kept doing that, but okay. Yeah, even later in the game, there's, like like, a goblin who's like, this part would be a lot easier if you had someone who could block these blue words. And I'm oh. like, yeah, it would be. Is there an option for me to do that? And I no. don't think there no. is. So I don't, yeah. So I don't know if that was the game being like, yes, like, I don't know. That's kind of like part of the story too uh-huh. is like, uh-huh. it, it's like, oh man, if you had done this differently, maybe your life would have been different or something like mm. that. Like it's I'm probably a metaphor or something, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. Some of the, um, some of it was hard, but yeah, I don't think it was ever like insurmountable. I don't know. I thought it was like, I thought the gameplay itself was like probably what it wanted to be. Oh mm-hmm. um, well, 
Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like, if I can, I mean, like, you know, with, with platformers, what is my first question for any platformer? How's the jump? Does it? The jump is the jump's bad. barely serviceable, bad. I will say. It's uh, a bad jump. Like, don't get me wrong. There have been worse jumps, but it's, it's like, barely serviceable. Um, the, the... The level design is occasionally has some kind of flourishes of of inspiration, I think. But for the for the most part, (laughs) there's not a lot of it. A a lot of the game feels kind of hard, like harder than it almost wants. Like feels like wants to be. Like sometimes you'll get you'll get trapped between two guys who are both shooting words at you, and you're like, "How was I supposed to get around this?" And eventually, it's kind of kind of luck when you you do get past it. It it feels like you that was the wrong way to solve it, but it worked, and that's never a good feeling. I I actually want to walk back what I said. Um, (laughs) I say it was fine, but I think when I think about it more, it's like. I was frustrated, but since the game was short, I was never frustrated long enough where it like mattered that much to me. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily make right. it good, right? That's like also, I was frustrated that's in also those a con. moments. Yeah. And yeah, I will yeah. agree I, I will just, agree like, that the puzzles were generally pretty good. Like I had a good time with right. most of the puzzles. Uh-huh. Uh you know, like if they were too easy, then I was like, hey, I finished it. And if they were more challenging, I was like, Oh, I gotta really think about this. Like mm-hmm. Tim Tim described I, them really I, well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the um, the platforming puzzles, um, conceptually, I was like, oh, okay, that's how you're supposed to do it. But mechanically, as far as mm-hmm. like doing it, was yeah. pr- a problem yeah. Yeah. for yes. sure. Sometimes. Nothing, sometimes. nothing so, ever yeah. felt really rewarding. It was just like, oh, I got past this point. Um, yeah, the jump sure. did feel kind of bad. I did, <laughs> I didn't under like you were saying how he wanted this game to be about talking at your way through problems, and it was just like it didn't accomplish that at all like i could still blow up people with my words like it's the same thing i just you just replace them with words um and then and then and then also on on that like so okay so the whole theme is like words and like i don't know language but then like the best part was the the number puzzles and it's like these are numbers not words so (laughs) why does this belong here (laughs) game developers come on (laughs) no but like i I really enjoyed those puzzles it's just like why is it here (laughs) like we could literally just like take this out of the game and it wouldn't change it at all no. sure. uh, and and kind of yeah. to your point there yeah it's almost just like they took guns out of a game that they were working on and replaced them with words and they still had similar uh, effects right, uh, right so i i feel like almost because yeah like if the message that they're trying to go for is like why are games so violent when they could be about words this is basically uh-huh. a violent game just with words instead of uh-huh. bullets like <laughs> i you know yeah I, there is something just fun about Asking why repeatedly while like why? blowing why? up goblins why? in yeah. the forest. There's there's something there definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> also the 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 there's there's like a sort of morality system sort of in that like at there a certain is? point. Oh yeah. Yeah. So well, okay, somebody yeah, didn't so take the just... path of modus. <laughs> <laughs> God. So Max, you you I took the it, path right? less so modus. I took the path. <laughs> I took the I took the path of modus. Yes, I platinumed the game. But I but I, I assume Max that you played through normally. Yes. Realized that you could do pacifist, and then you did the stuff again to get through. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, like a certain point, it's like uh, one of the goblins is like, "Oh, you fought back because someone else fought you, and that makes it okay." And like you turn into a pink goblin because I guess those are the bad goblins. But uh, then at the end of the game, it like kind of like walks you back, and it's like. Basically, it's like, you had the option to not shoot anybody back. And it's like, 
I don't know, man. It, like, I get it. True? So what you're saying is it's basically Undertale. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, you have been exiled from video games forever. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like... I I don't know. On one hand, it's like I get that they they don't introduce the morality system to you ahead of time. I guess with the idea of like if you're if you're you shouldn't be fighting back as like a moral thing. But like I don't know, man. It's like it's, it's too it's much seems, of a aha gotcha sort of yeah thing exactly. To it's be it's rewarding. very like ham fisted. Yeah, and I guess the only thing it really adds is like an extra difficulty level because it is a much harder game. I think if you can't like shoot the guys, back, but you know? why would so. I play it again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> worth, worth noting that you actually can't, I don't believe I'm nearly positive. You can't actually play through it without killing anyone. The first playthrough, because mm-hmm. there's a double jump ability that you get like most of the way through the oh game that is necessary yeah. and that you have access to when you replay it. Uh-huh. Uh, that oh, is necessary that was to be pacifist. A, oh, uh, okay. Well then that's, yeah. I mean, so, so no, so that's what the game, what? I mean, like, I'm not, I'm honestly not, because it's so short, like, I'm, I'm uh-huh. almost, like, not going to fault it for that, because it's mm-hmm. almost like, hey, you played through the game here, like, and it was, whatever, an hour or less long, try playing through it this mm-hmm. different way, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I, or I yeah, could spend it was like an a, hour like doing an something else, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how much do you think my time is worth, like, yeah, yeah. um, um, Sure. So those are the mechanics. So those are the mechanics, <laughs> but here's uh, here's where like the game got a lot more interesting to me. So you basically beat the game. You, you're out of the forest. You wind up on this beach, and there's this little house mm-hmm. on the beach that you can go into. And upon entering the house, there's this giant like cracked screen on the wall. Like imagine a 200 inch TV. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a video starts playing where this human man. Uh, starts talking to you, and it's Michael Hicks, creator of the game, who basically gives you a 30-minute talk on his history uh, developing independent video games and why he made The Path of Modus. And, like, honestly, that, like, that almost, like, did it for me with this game. Like, I would not have replayed the game if that video did not appear there at the end, and he's explaining why he made okay, the game. Okay, l- let, me, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. If the game didn't exist, and he was just talking, he just made a video, uh-huh. and he was like, this is why I believe in this thing. Like, it, would that be more effective, or did it need this game to be effective? I wouldn't have watched that video. I mean, you know, mm. I mean, sure, I I wouldn't have played this game if it didn't pop up on the roulette. I don't think. I guess my question is like, was the game effective really, or is this video just trying to save his own butt? Like in retrospect, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get that from him. <laughs> he seems like a very genuine guy who's just trying to he make does. something. The game is very genuine. I'm not going to take yeah. anything away from that. Sure. Uh, for sure. Tim, you look like you, you have something to say. I mean, like, I think my takeaway was, um, I mean, I'm looking at it as like, from a game perspective, it's like, okay, that when when this human man pops up and gives like a mini TED talk about his experience in the games industry so far, it's like that's weird. Like that's yeah. un- that's unexpected. I love yeah. it. Um, and I was like very very like engaged uh-huh. for like the first like minute and a half, two minutes. Like uh-huh. I like okay, where is this going? This is uh-huh. weird. Yeah. Like uh-huh. tell me more. And then as soon as I realized it was just gonna go on, I was like <laughs> I I kind of like mentally checked out. I have in my notes that it's like. It's a weird Easter egg. If it was a short video, it would be a cool, like, kind of like, here's a cool thing that I did in this game. And you're like, or like a thank you for playing or like uh-huh. a very brief something uh-huh. like that would be cool. But like it felt 
very very indulgent and mm. presumptuous ah. that I guess like the, the player would want to know this when he's playing the game. Like maybe maybe if you had fans and people asking you for this kind of thing, sure. But if it's somebody else who is just like jumping into your game and you expect them to maybe be interested in you talking about this for half an hour, it's like, I don't know. Like you kind of lost me there. I honestly didn't finish the game. Did that video, um, sh- like, talk about why he likes Pathomotus or what Pathomotus is really about? Because if so, that's... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, so, well, I guess I should ask, Evan, like, how far did you get before you stopped I, uh, So I got to the final stage where you're, like, an old person. Okay. Uh, sure. I, so he I must have like, gotten to your bridge like or something. He was, like, ten minutes like, yeah, before the end of the game, basically. You were very close okay, to this video. That's what I figured, that's what I figured. Yeah, but, like, yeah. is he explaining Pathomotus to you? Not so what he's, really. He's explaining the inspiration really. behind Pathomotus. Yeah, okay. and honestly, it's more like I'm going to tell you my experiences and uh, career leading up to Path of Modus. It's really more like his like autobiography on yeah. his experiences developing So games. he put bonus content at the end of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I before, before even the end, like this isn't even like in the credits or whatever. Uh-huh. Actually, one thing I noted was like the end credit scene um, is like, so like, so Modus... Or your character. I think Modus is your dad, maybe. No, I think you're also Modus. He's father Modus. Okay. So okay. I named my character Jonas. It's, it's Mo- joke, Motai, but, if you will. Yeah. Anyway, so your character oh, walks man. off, it fades to black, and then the credits is, like, your character walking through the developer's office, and it has, like, the developer and the other person there as, like, little NPC characters. And, mm-hmm. like... That was, like, way more, like, interesting mm-hmm. to me if they hadn't... That would have been more interesting to me if they hadn't had the video, like, there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the video, like, it's kind of like, hey, this is only made by two people. That's kind of cool, right? But then the mm-hmm. video is kind of just, like, kind of clubbing you over the head with, like, this guy's struggles in the game industry. Uh-huh. And I'm uh-huh. like, I don't really well, yeah. okay. care, and like, you know? Okay, well, so, at the, uh, I appreciate <laughs> the video because the guy, Michael Hicks, is... Uh-huh. I mean, for one thing, I think he's only, like... 25 26 years old uh mm-hmm. and has been making games for like 10 years so that's pretty cool sure uh, and he's yeah. he's i mean also, we're not taking away from that at no all. and he's also very well spoken and optimistic and i just kind of like that about mm-hmm. him i was like right. i was like you know this guy like and he was like he's like i'm starting a youtube channel where i'm gonna share like try to help get people into developing games and i'm like this is an honorable pursuit like i appreciate this right even if but i didn't that is really so like separate the game, from the game yeah, yeah that that's exactly like, what i'm why saying why is that like, there <laughs> and, and another thing that i found kind of funny was he was talking uh-huh. about ludo narrative dissonance which is like a you know thing that the big game thinkers talk about where it's like oh my character's doing actions that are contrary to the story you know whatever or you know mm-hmm. like i'm playing uncharted and i'm nathan drake i'm this goofy guy but i've killed like, uh-huh. thousands, like thousands of humans army. uh yes but what was really good i thought was he's talking about this disconnect between what's happening in games versus the story of the games uh-huh. While I, as Modus, am jumping around this house, going, "Why, why, why?" <laughs> so I was like, "I was like, this is the meta narrative I'm looking for right here." <laughs> like, God, Lord, yeah. See, um, like, I don't doubt that he's a very genuine person. It's just like this. This critique has to be made. Like, this, this is the game you made. It's not very good, and the things you want to say can be said in like a TED talk. 
Like, right. he, there's, like, four different things going on in this game. There's, like, Pathomotus, like, mechanics-wise and all that sort of stuff. And then there's the story of, like, growing up, which I guess we'll transition to soon. Like, growing up, growing older. Yeah, let's and talk about the actual story in a second. Which is interesting yeah. and nice, but it didn't wasn't baked well into anything else. And no. then the, the bridge puzzles, and then finally this video that I'm learning about at the end that I was like, I was I was ready to give this game like a certain score, but now that I know it's there, it's it's going it's going down a little more. You, well, you, I really wish you had gotten the I really video because it was kind of like yeah. like a crux for me, like I think that like really affected like how I view the game. Which I don't know yeah. if it's like I think it's supposed to be like uh, it's optional. I think I don't oh, think you, you have leave. to do yeah. it. Yeah, you don't even have to go into yeah. the house where the video plays. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it was just like very jarring, and I, I again like I think if it would have been like a shorter video, it would have been like yes, bonus points. But since yeah. it was like this full thirty minute thing, I was like, wow, no, I'm not into this. Um, yeah. yeah, Max, I don't know if you want to like lead into the, uh, the story. And, then, and then also just like, about. have you ever heard? I mean, Tim said presumptuous, and I think that's a pretty good word to describe this. Like, it's kind of like have have you ever like do you finish an album, and then like the lead singer comes on and he's like. Hey, so this is my journey up until making this album. It's like, yeah. no, like I, I don't want that. I just want your artwork for now, and I can read about you later. Sure, <laughs> like I'll watch your videos later. But I don't know. Right. That's very mm-hmm. weird to me. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, yeah. So I, uh, the story. Uh, there were a few things I liked about it, though. Mostly, mm-hmm. I felt that the game was kind of too short for it to earn its story. So, I mean, basically, the story takes place over three eras. I think it's, like, child, adolescent, adult. I mean, Mm -hmm. each one is about 10 to 20 minutes long. Uh, You know, so you... It's kind of harder to, in the first place, even feel the passage of time after such a short, you know, play Mm -hmm. session as a child. Now you're an adolescent. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, basically, the story is Modus wants to leave the forest, but everyone else is very negative. But he's like, no, I'm going to leave the forest. Uh, and, you know, depending on whether you take the path of Modus or not, people are either just continuously against you if you're killing the guys or they start to kind of come around to your side if you're if you, you know, if you're not hurting them. Um, I mean, yeah. Did, did you guys have any specific comments on the story? Yeah. I mean, like I definitely like um, I think the themes were pretty heavy handed. There's no subtlety in this game, you know? It's it's basically... And, I mean, I maybe I'm wrong on this, but I was reading it, all the notes you come across, those are your dad's notes, yes. right? You're, like, kind of retreading yeah. your dad's steps, right? Because your dad, okay, like, gave up on, on his dream of being a rock star. Yes, rock star, exactly. Right. To work in a factory yeah. or something. Yes. Um, and, like, the game starts off with, like, a very, like, heavy-handed, like... Like, I knew what this game was going to be about in the first minute because yeah. you go off in the forest and your dad's like, well, nothing ever good came of going in the forest. It's a nice, stable life working in the farm. And I'm like, oh, that's... No, it's, it's there, that. there it's it is. Video, right? yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, it, it's just like... I don't know. Yeah. We've, we've seen this. Yeah. yeah. Time yeah and time the, again. Not, the, not yeah. just in video games, yeah. just like everywhere. It's a very common yeah. like Star story Wars. and trope, yeah. right? Yeah. True. So in in that respect, I don't really think it really did anything new. Um, I would say that I think the game was strongest 
when it was being dark and creepy, you mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. there were certain points where, you know, everybody's telling you to stop like in, in game, you know, it's like, where are you going? Like, come on, this is not reasonable. Come back. This is like a, a stable way to live. Like, what are you doing? And like, and the game itself, like <laughs> there's like a puzzle that was actually like pretty, like maybe like your first hard puzzle or something. And I guess what's, what's the developer's name? Michael what's, Hicks. What's the guy? I guess Michael Michael Hicks Hicks himself is whispering to you. It's like, stop. What are you doing? It's too hard. (laughs) And eventually he's just like, turn off the game and like Uh. all this stuff. And yeah. Yeah. And like, as I'm playing, I'm like, oh man, I'm really unsettled. And, (laughs) but also at a certain point I was like, no, screw you. I'm going to keep playing, you Uh, know, but, but that was really creepy. And as you continue, like, like things get like a little bit more industrial and less forestry. Mm -hmm. And like, it just kind of like has a weird atmosphere. And that was probably the points where I was most engaged, I think. So one little story beat that I actually like, I mean, probably like, Honestly, I didn't like much of the story because it felt just because it felt kind of cliched, like I'd seen it before oh, uh, kind of thing. Yeah, Follow sure. your uh-huh. dreams kind of thing. You know, it's like yeah. uh, it's a nice sentiment, but it's like we've seen it mm-hmm. done pretty time much this way. Again. But one thing that I really yeah. liked about it was, uh, as Evan mentioned, at one point you got this kind of helper character who could block certain words. You were in high school. It was some girl at your high school who was like the only person basically who's not mean to you. Uh mm-hmm. And then, like, once you reach the end of that level, she goes away. But then later, you show up at her house once you're an adult, and she's there with her husband. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Modus, what are you doing? Like, you're a cool guy, but I'm married now. Like, like you missed your <laughs> shot. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this oh, is a the good, one who got like, away. This is a good message <laughs> that, like, like, get over it, basically. Like, just because someone is nice to you doesn't mean you deserve to be with them kind of thing. Like, right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I appreciate sure. that sentiment, at least. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it was. It was a nice twist. I was actually I was surprised because I was expecting it to be a cliche, like oh he ends up with that girl, but it's like oh no, actually he he doesn't. So yeah. oh well, that's nice that you guys had some insight because like I don't think I, I don't even know if I ran into her again in another house. That was but... basically the end of the game. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you, there it is. You Just didn't finish quite the game, get there. Evan. Just finish yeah. the game and watch that video. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean everything's been done here before i mean the, the most original thing was the words um and that wasn't even brought to justice i felt like mm-hmm. in the end it was just like okay so now you're shooting with your words so what um and then so what i'm thinking right now is like on paper i feel like this was like a huge project like okay so you're going to talk about like childhood innocence and like going out and making your own in the world like that's like several hour plus game that he dilutes to an hour and all the themes are just completely lost. Uh, I don't, it's extremely forgettable. I like wanting to be a rock star. Like, come on, like, come on. Like everybody has had that sort of thing for like a lot of cliches, a lot of cliches filled to the brim. And then the most original thing that they had was the word thing. And it didn't even do it for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, And and, and like I said, I think the game is like a little bit too short to kind of like earn those story moments. Yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're going to go for those themes, like definitely make a longer game and a much much more complex sort of game. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's, It's kind of a mess for me. Yeah, I mean, Max, do you have any? I have, like, one more thing I want to talk about. I am going to give this game one more plus. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that the music was actually kind of cool. Um, the music is cool. Going, yeah, as you're going yeah. along, like, they add 
or subtract like different musical instruments and kind of gives it different beats. Um, mm-hmm. And like sometimes it's like lyrics and it kind of sounds like weirdly kind of like prog acoustic sometimes, which I'm kind mm-hmm. of vibing with every now and then. Well, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. at the end of the game, like you said, where you get the little like same art style sprites of the two guys who made it, Michael Hicks himself mm-hmm. is wearing a Radiohead T-shirt. Yeah, that's well, there. Yeah. Sure. Maybe that's why I loved it and bought it on vinyl. And the um, <laughs> God, and the the sound design was actually kind of cool, um, which I appreciated more because I was playing with headphones. Um, mm-hmm. Little things like uh, if you shot your words at the left or right side of the screen, they would the sound would travel to the left or the right in your in your headset. And also that the point when he was like these whispering to turn off the game, you're not going to beat this puzzle, et cetera, et cetera. It was like different ears at different times. So yeah, mm-hmm. the sound design was cool. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought that might've been like its greatest. Well, thing, and, actually. and as Michael Hicks explained in his video, at one point he <laughs> took like okay. a year or two off of game development to just do music. So it's like, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. no offense to uh, him, but I think like he's a pretty good musician more so than yeah. a game, like more so than a game developer. Stick to your like. night job. <laughs> See, yeah, no, like Stick he to your night job. he clearly has chops. Like no, and some of the music because the game was so short too. Some of the music I was like, oh, I'm digging this like particular song. But then like I would change yeah. my scenery, and then the song would like cut out and or change to a different song. And I was like, hey, I was listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess that that's my final thought. I think I've made everything else pretty clear on my part. So mm-hmm. Max. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's that's about all I had. I mean, like, certainly not entirely a bad game, uh, but there were, you know, significant portions that kind of weighed it down for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, I will remember this game for that. For better, so I guess for, the for better or for worse. <laughs> I will remember this game for that, like, weird self-insert, even yes. though I don't know if it was handled well, like, that's a unique experience yeah, I'm going to take Exactly. I've this, never yeah. seen a game do that specific thing before. You know, I've, I mean, I've heard yeah. of developer commentary, right. but not like this exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please give your score. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll do Tim first. Me first. Uh, shoot. The um, see, the thing is, I really did like those bridge puzzles. I was like, this is flexing a part of my brain. I don't really get to flex very much. Um, but mm-hmm. it did kind of feel like it was like a game, different a different game, game put into this sure. game, right? So, Like if you had been solving a Sudoku in the middle of the game. Right. On my <laughs> exactly, iPhone. But and like then I looked up. Break. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to give it a solid 72. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to give it a 65. Uh, okay. Uh, and I will give it a 70 because I think it's, All right. you know, I, I, I actually, I, I liked, I just like that, that, that video at the end just like really <laughs> surprised me. And I got, I don't know that, that like, cause I was like, this game's this video dumb. Is I don't divisive. Like it. And then I got to like. that video and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Let's like slow down and think about <laughs> wait this. Wait a minute. Uh, oh my God. You're and insane. And that really okay. like that, that did it for me in that I, you know, think it's overall a kind of okay game uh i guess i just had some moments where i was like i took note you yeah. know like it wasn't like it wasn't for me it wasn't completely forgettable just because i did like the music and i did like the creepy parts and i mm-hmm. did think that the the video part was interesting so i guess that <laughs> i'm justifying giving it a 72 over a 70 <laughs> which just seems unnecessary uh, but yeah yeah it's okay uh, i'll be the lower end on uh, this. no that's fine that's no fine. you can obviously we don't have to all agree um the uh only metacritic score it has which is pc is 58 
Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That'll Thanks. do it. Do you think they got to the end? Thank you, that one person. I don't know. I wonder if people played all the way through. Because, I mean, like, certainly if I had stopped playing halfway through, I probably would have been the same. I'm like, this game is trash, you know? Like, but I I was... Honestly, I was... I mean, maybe I'll have to watch the video, but I was was prepared to give it a 70-75. But when you told me there's a video of the creator, like, talking to you Uh, about, like, his life, I was like, no. Well, yeah, but what did it for me was the surprise of that video just popping up in this game. Right. That was was the thing. It wasn't just a video itself. Like, again, from a game perspective, it was like, this is weird. But then the video content was, like, not good. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Also, also, the video <laughs> yes. content. If I'm if I'm grading the video content, yeah, I mean he spoke. put it in there, so critique sure, it. sure. So he spoke for like ten minutes at a time, and he would pop up a PowerPoint slide oh with all the God. things he just talked about I, for ten no, seconds. No, not a six. six I'm giving away. it a sixty now. Okay. Like PowerPoint slide yeah, in a game. Power, like, no, oh, that, why? I loved it. I loved that PowerPoint. Sixty fifty five. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. I don't think it was supposed to be. That's the thing. So. It's hilarious. Don't get me wrong, but why? Yikes. Um, okay, cool. So what now? Uh, so <laughs> oh, now... You know what's now. Now you introduce your game to us, Tim. Well, shoot. Okay. Um, so you mentioned it's August 22nd, right? Yes. Um, we do currently have somewhat of a backlog um, just because of our schedules and stuff, which is kind of nice for us. It's convenient to like not feel... <laughs> Like, we're pressured to get something out every single month on the dot. Um, or rather, like, to have something current every single month. But so what, what I'm getting around to is I think my next episode might come out around Halloween. Maybe a little bit afterwards. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm going to take this opportunity to do something that I've been meaning to do for a long time. Uh, like a year? Um, I mean, we haven't been doing this that No. No, no, no. Uh, I've been meaning no, to wait, play this game. But I'm thinking... I've been meaning to play this it's game impossible. for since sixth grade, but I've never been able to muster up the the, no. the courage to do it. <laughs> this um, we're gonna play the Resident Evil HD oh. remake. Oh. All right, uh. you stole one of my games from me, bro. That was literally my okay. Fine. No, but no, here's the thing. I've no, I've okay. been I've been terrified of this game um, <laughs> since I was like. 13 and I think like now I think nowadays it's probably not so scary but I feel like I'm like slightly traumatized so like I still feel that a little bit um, and I feel like I, I have to be the one to bring this up in order to conquer it um, yeah so we're gonna do this it's a seminal survival horror game uh, one could maybe say it even probably really pioneered the genre but we're gonna play the HD remake um, for I guess PS4 is the most recent port of it. That's probably the easiest one for all of us to play. It was on PlayStation Plus at one time, so I already have it. (laughs) I already have it, too. I also got it because of that. Actually, I... uh, So, well... Nah, I won't save it for the podcast. I'll save it for this. I'll just say it this time. I downloaded the game when it was free, and I'm like, okay, I'm old enough to play this game now. It's not going to bug me. And then, like, I played for, like, five minutes, and I, like, looked down a dark hallway. I was like, nah, nah, I'm not ready. All right, you're only, you just turned it you're off. You're only allowed no to words, play it at night. Yeah. No, oh, With oh, the I'm lights so off. Oh, no. my God. Tim, do, do a Let's Play on Twitch or something, and I'll, I'll watch with you. <laughs> I'll hold your hand. All right. I want my I want our listeners to know how deeply uncomfortable I am suggesting this game, let alone playing it. So it's <laughs> going to be fun to talk about next month. So yeah, uh, 
sucks. All right. Uh, we'll take us to the roulette, Max. Right Let's go to the roulette. Let's get that roulette. All right, so uh, this month's roulette, I believe, is a, is a all-time low number of games on it. I, I believe there are 24 games on it. Um, what are some, some highlights? Some highlights. Uh, Madden NFL 19. Uh, <sighs> okay. Uh, what else? Oh, we have WarioWare Gold, which I certainly hope we uh-huh. land on because I already played it. Uh, let's oh, see. Nice. I don't, what else do we got? Uh, Overcooked 2. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, Guacamelee 2. Shenmue 1 and 2, uh, which Shenmue. I really hope we get because that seems like a, a dumb game I've never played. Is it the new Shenmue? No, it's old Shenmue was re-released, so that counts. Oh, okay, uh, okay. They were, there was a Kickstarter for a new Shenmue. New Shenmue is coming point, out there? August of next year, yes. So, anyway. And it probably won't be uh, very Let's <laughs> spin the wheel. There's something on here called Doggone Golfing, which I believe is about dogs golfing, but let's see what we get. Ooh, and we got, oh, interesting, Brawl Out, which is, I believe, one of those Smash oh. Brothers-like fighting games. Oh, uh, yeah. This so, Brawl Out. It's a, I believe... I've already played Brawl Out. I think you out. played that... Brawlhalla. Hala, yeah. No, I played Brawl Out. Okay, too. well, I think we all played Brawl. I have out. never oh, played Brawl play Out. I've played Brawl Hala, so okay. we're gonna we're gonna all play right. Brawl Out. Well, we'll see next month. So. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Take us out, Max. <laughs> Is that well? Uh, that has been episode eleven uh, wow. of my best friend's game. Uh, I'm Max Sims. You okay. can find me at Max Sims on Twitter. I'm. Tim Zamanigan. You can find me at Tim Z-E-E on Twitter. And I'm Evan Ledesma. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Ebsters, uh, all lowercase. And of course, you can find us at MBFGCast on Twitter for the podcast. Yee. Uh, Yee. <laughs> so, thank you. We'll see you next time on My Best thank Friends you, Game. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Look back at the...